Hello, friends. Welcome to season two of the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics, Get More Clicks Media, and Bora Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course. In the season premiere of season two of the Dr. B Show, I have the honor of interviewing Chief Executive Officer of Forme Medical Center and Urgent Care, the amazing Maria Trusa. We also discuss her book, I Say No More, Raise Your Voice and Rewrite Your Life. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Dr. B here. Are you struggling to get rid of stubborn fat but don't want to have plastic surgery? 111 Spa and Aesthetics Non-Invasive Slimming Massage can help you get the body you always wanted. 111 Spa and Aesthetics can also help you when it comes to cellulite treatments and body contouring massage. 111 Spa and Aesthetics offers a full range of skincare services, including facials, acne, scar treatments, skin tightening, microdermaspiration, and more. 111 Spa and Aesthetics are trained professionals with extensive skincare experience and utilize only the best equipment possible. For more information, please visit their website at www.111aesthetics.com. That's one O N E eleven. E-L-E-V-E-N SpaAesthetics.com Located at 10 East Munaki Road In Hackensack, New Jersey 07601 And to make an appointment Don't miss out 201-520-1777 201-520-1777 Spa and Aesthetics Hello, friends. Welcome to another edition of the Dr. B Show. I'm your host, Dr. B. I have the lovely pleasure of having Maria Trusa. Maria, how are you? I am doing great, Dr. B. Gyro. <laughs> Thank it's you. nice to be here with you on a uh, beautiful day. Um, thank you so much for allowing me to come here and talk about my mission. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So tell everyone about yourself. I know you, but I want the rest of my audience doesn't know you. So, so um, I am the CEO of Forme Medical Center in Urgent Care, and I happen to have a few missions. So uh, my first mission uh, started five years ago at um, when I joined Gina Capelli, my business partner, uh, with the mission to help the uninsured community, a very strong focus on the undocumented population and people that didn't have insurance. So that was my first mission. I've been in healthcare for over 35 years. I know. You started when you was one. (laughs) (laughs) People ask, how could it be 35 years? But so I, in healthcare, I knew that I wanted to help people after being in a medical practice for 26 years, where I grew from being a medical assistant to an office manager a few years later. And then four years later, I was the executive, executive director and lasted 26 years in this uh, practice. I obtained tremendous amount of experience in healthcare that actually allowed me to build the, this amazing practice with uh, Gina, my partner, Gina. And we're serving over 30,000 people already, believe it or not, after five years. But Jairo, that is one of my mission. I mean, my second mission is 
as you know, I wrote a book. Uh, the book is I Say No More. It's in Spanish, Yo Digo No Mas. And I also have a social movement that it is my biggest passion, I would say. I, I am bringing awareness of sexual abuse uh, in the Latino community, which is something that I call it a silent pandemic. It is, it is a pandemic that is destroying our community, that is suppressing our Latino community. And it is an unspoken uh, pandemic because there is so much shame and many, many other issues. So in my book, I talk about my story um, and we'll get into it a little bit more. But in a nutshell, that is who I am. I am a woman with a few missions. I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell us about the book. Why, why did you write it? Uh, what inspired you to write the book? Um, I was uh, in Cal Colorado skiing with my boys. I, uh, for uh, if those of you that don't know me, I have three children. I have a Franco, who's 36, and Jeffrey, who's 31. And I have a 13-year-old daughter, Natasha. And I always tried to take a vacation with my boys alone. And we went to Colorado to ski. And I remember waiting for my son Franco to get in and the plane got delayed. So it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was talking to my son, Jeffrey, and they know my story. And my son said, mom, you have to tell your story. You cannot leave this world without telling your story. You can inspire so many people. He's like, I don't know many CEOs that have a story like yours. And so he planted the seed. And from there, there is um, somebody reach out to me a week later to do a documentary that still has not come out. Um, and then a week later, two weeks later, I get a friend of mine that says, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. And I, I took that sign. I'm very aware of signs. I took that sign and I said, I have to do this book. Um, I, and if I was going to do it, I knew that I was going to be completely uh, open, authentic, uh, and tell the story, the good, the bad, and the ugly, my mistakes, my success, all the tools that I've used uh, to get to where I am. And, um, you know, the book talks about my story as a child, and then it brings it to the age of 55. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing story. So I wrote a book as well. So tell us about your actual process. Did you get to have a ghostwriter? Did you like time block? You know, some people that, I, that listen are aspi aspiring authors. So everyone has their own personal journey. So from the actual, you know, from obviously from, typing it up on Word until print, what was some of the, can you explain some of the process or how did you go about finishing the book? So I actually uh, recorded uh, most of my book. Uh, I went in and really, uh, I was, I did the documentary and uh, as I stopped, uh, as I ended filming the documentary in the Dominican Republic, it was the last um, filming. I realized that I've sort of have gone through the journey of my life uh, for the documentary. So in a way it made it easier for me because I had to really dig into my past, get in touch with a lot of the feelings 
And um, I started to uh, dictate my story. And I did use someone that uh, edited my book. I had an editor. So um, there was like 25 hours of my voice telling my story. And I took it on, you know, from the beginning. So it was chapter by chapter. And um, before I even started the process, I went and I spoke with my aunt. I spoke with my cousin who was, um, that knew my mom even uh, more uh, than anyone else. And my mom had passed away when I started writing uh, the book. And I wish if she would have been alive, I, I think I would have gotten a lot more from her. But my goal was to really in, interview as many people from my past as possible because I ended up blocking a lot of my past. My childhood was a childhood of trauma. And when you go through the trauma, you, for me at least, and I know this happens to people that go through such a traumatic experience that they tend to block certain parts of their past. And that's what happened to me. So I did a lot of homework. And what I did was, I knew this was gonna take me a while, you know, and I picked every uh, weekend uh, when I didn't have my daughter, because I'm divorced and my daughter goes every other weekend with my ex-husband. When I didn't have her, I actually worked on the book every day, like Saturday hours, Sunday hours. And I tried to get as much as I could because then I, did, I had all the time in the world. That's how I felt. And when I had my daughter, then I would wake up really early at six o'clock. And the idea was that three hours prior to her waking up, I would have already have worked on the book. So I made a commitment. And I think, you know, this is for the people that are inspiring to write their book. I think everybody should write their, their own story because guess what? This book is being left for my children, my, my, grand, my grandkids, my great grandkids will get to listen to my audible book or read my book. And the lessons that I've learned throughout my life, I was able to, to uh, ins get inspired and give it to everyone uh, so that hopefully people could get a lot from the book. And, but it's a journey and it's, it's a major commitment. But the idea is little by little, you start putting those deposits into the book account. Yeah. And before you know it, the book is finished. Yeah. And obviously this editing, you, it does, it costs money. You know, this was not a cheap um, undertake, but it was part of my mission. So to me, really, um, I've been blessed. You know, I, I, I am financially free. And I talk about this in the book because coming from where I come from, I really shouldn't even be financially free because when you go through this traumatic experience, you develop relationships in every front of your life, which I call your body, your family, your financial, even fun, all of it gets affected. And so I talk about all of these different fronts of my life in the book 
So it's a really, it's an interesting journey. You learn a lot about yourself. I mean, how was your experience writing your book? It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, you know, I, I had all this knowledge in networking for so long and I wanted to, you know, pass on this knowledge. And I don't want to like, similar to you, I don't want to leave this earth, uh, you know, <laughs> containing all this knowledge, but I, I love to give back similar to you. So I just, I, similar to you, I just, I didn't, um, I didn't record it. I actually typed every night a chapter you know, chapter in the day, chapter in the evening. And eventually, yes, I did hire a, a, an editor and a PR person to help me with the promotion of the book. So, yes, yeah, so it's a very interesting process. So, okay. good. <laughs> so, uh, I have uh, questions for you. So, as far as a takeaway, so what do you, what do you hope that people take away from uh, or, or learn from, you know, from reading the book? So, as I talk about, so let's get into the trauma. Right. Because right. I think people would understand a little bit uh, deeper why the book. So I come from, uh, I'm, a I'm from the Dominican Republic. I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic until the age of 15. That's when I came to the United States. I, uh, my mom, uh, I come from a family of five and my mom had to get divorced from my dad because my dad, unfortunately, became an alcoholic and uh, became very irresponsible. And we struggle. We struggle a lot in the Dominican Republic. I talk about in the book how we moved in a matter of, I think it was not even a year, 17 times we were kicked out of houses because my father would not pay the rent. So my mom decided to come to the United States. And that's when my really, my journey of, of trauma began. Uh, I was eight years old and I had a little brother that was four and my uh, Billy was um, 11 when she left. And then I had two older brothers that came with my mom to the United States to work and support us there. But they had no means of, you know, leaving us in a house. So what they, what my mom did was that a cousin of mine, a cousin of my mom took me and then another, a friend of my mother took Billy and, and then my little brother stayed with my father's grandparents. So we had to separate and I lost my mom in a way, you know, at that age. And I was really struggling. I miss my mom. I miss my brother's. I got to see them every few weeks because we, you know, there was nobody driving us. And I go through all the, all the challenges of being uh, like an independent child at the age of eight. So I definitely, uh, I'm someone that have to deal with abandonment issues because no matter what, obviously my mom meant to do the best that she could for us. And later on in life, I realized that in, but I resented my mom for everything that happened. So a year later, my mom is able to get a house with my brothers. They got us a house so that the family, my, my two brothers and I can come together. And they got someone that it was going to take care of us. And the only thing my father had to do was actually buy food. And unfortunately, many times, you know, I remember and I talk about it in the book, One Christmas, where we ate bread and butter because my father never showed up to bring us food. And, um, but the worst thing is that one night my father um, decided, this is when I was nine years old, 
my father came in the middle of the night to, to take my little brother and um, with this witchcraft men that we call him the Brujo in the town where I come from, which is a very small town. And uh, they were taking my little brother. And in that in era, believe it or not, they were sacrificing kids. So I had no clue what was going to happen with my little brother. All I knew is that I was screaming for my father not to take him. And my father said, then you have to go. And my father um, took me, drove me with this man to where he was doing the witchcraft. He took me inside there, forced me to drink a bottle of whiskey at the age of nine. Gave me some pills. I don't know why he gave me. I had to chuck a bottle of whiskey mm. at the age of nine. Mm. And then he took me out of where he was doing his witchcraft, told me that he will kill me and kill my family if, um, if I said anything of what was going to happen that night. Mm-hmm. He took me to a motel mm. and he brutally raped me the entire night, brutally. He destroyed my body. Um, He destroyed my soul that night. Um, It was, um, people will read the story. I I always hear how the first chapter where I talk about the, the whole experience and I go into a lot of details because I wanted to, I wanted the people that would read the book to get really in touch with the pain so that they could understand that I could come from such a broken place and I could build my life and rewrite my story to where I am today because the book is about preservance. It it is about the commitment that I made to my life and how I had so many struggles because of that night. This man stole my innocence. And unfortunately, Jairo, this is a story that is extremely common, different stories. But when it comes to child abuse, sexual abuse, it is something that happens more than we know. Um, It is something where we are so ashamed. I, it took me 47 years, 47 years to tell my story. My, even my nephews and nieces, no one knew what happened to me that night. And the entire, let's uh, say this is where I come from, everybody knew what happened because this was big news in the town. I had to have surgery. I, they thought I was going to lose Uh, my right ovary because he destroyed me internally and um, and destroyed, like I said, you know, my God, my whole life for so many, so many years. But at one point I said no more. I decided, and I talk about it in the book, we would have to talk for hours to give you all the details, but I had catalysts in my life that actually propel me to to say no more, where I knew that if I continue with it, destroying myself, I was not just destroying 
myself, but I was destroying my children. So the book tells you the, the entire story, my relationships with my, my toxic relationships with the, my ex-husbands. You know, I was married twice. And um, I talk about how I took abuse because I ended up being someone that got comfortable with abuse, abuse from my father, abuse from this man. And it just became toxic relationship after toxic. But the idea of the book is that I can show you that you can change your life, that you don't have to stay stuck in victim mode. And, and I, I love when I hear from people when they read the book and they tell me exactly the message that I wanted, they get it and they get inspired. So I'm in a mission to really inspire and change the, this vicious cycle because I know I broke the cycle. I want other people to start breaking the cycle as well. Amazing, amazing, amazing story and unfortunate instance, but you was able to turn turn that around and change the narrative, right? And and say no more, right? No mas. Amazing, mas. really amazing. Do you want to promote your product or services to your target audience, but don't know how? Do you struggle with social media marketing and management? Do you have challenges of lead generation for your business online? Well, look no further. Get more clicks. Media helps with SMS. MMS and email marketing, also social media marketing and management, video marketing, lead generation, brand recognition, SEO, e-commerce, and website development. For more information, please visit getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's getmoreclicksmedia.com. Um, so just shifting gears a little bit. So tell us a little bit more about Forme um, uh, medical center and urgent care and, and what you do there. I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, um, you know, in the beginning of the interviews. Tell us a little bit more about what you do there. So at Forme, you know, our main focus is, like I said, the uninsured community. We do have a lot of insured patients. Uh, we have a medical center that treats our community with dignity. From the moment you walk into our facility, uh, people call us the hotel because we have chandeliers, you know, it's a beautifully decorated place. We have excellent doctors. And my goal was to duplicate what I did at Scarzo Medical, which was where I spent 26 years of my life, to be able to duplicate it and bring it to the underserved community. And we have an urgent care, so we are put, before COVID, we were open every single day, 365 days a year, uh, and we're culturally sensitive. And that's the reason, you know, we decided that we were going to open up every day because our community works a few jobs. Um, they are, you know, this is the hardworking community and they need to be able to have access to healthcare and we needed to be flexible with the schedule. So we have urgent care, we have primary care, gynecology, podiatry, cardiology, and, uh, and now we have a COVID uh, testing center that we've created since um, the beginning of April. So we've been doing COVID testing, uh, and this is something because this is the community that we serve did not have access 
to the COVID testing in our, at least in, in Westchester County, you needed a, to drive to the facility to get your test. You needed an ID. So, you know, a lot of my patients don't have ID. A lot of my patients don't drive. So we were one of the first centers to open up where patients can actually walk. We had a tent outside of the building where our patients will come in and get tested on uh, basically on the sidewalk. And we started doing so many tests. And now we actually have a center with 10 rooms. We, we have about, we're doing close to 500 COVID tests per day. Uh, for May. Uh, we're growing. Uh, we are bringing in another internist. So the idea is to really grow this business, which Gyro, Dr. B, this has not been easy. It is by far the hardest thing I've done in my life uh, to really build a business from nothing. And that's what we did. So at Formate, that's what we do. We have something very special, which is a medical membership that is focused on the uninsured community. So basically, it's having a membership to Formate. You pay a dollar a day, $365 a year. You get access unlimited to urgent care. And then you have major discounts throughout Westchester with the specialists, with imaging centers, with Quest, with the pharmacy. Uh, we have built a really comprehensive program for the uninsured community that I'm extremely proud of. How did you come up with that, with the whole medical membership and that concept, being able to help uh, the underserved, the uninsured, um, how'd you come up with that concept? And I guess I just want to know a little bit about the, the story, backstory behind that. Yeah, so we, I, this was the mission, you know, to help the un, un, uninsured community. So my business partner and I were looking at different ways that we can help them. And at the beginning, I remember saying, well, you know, we can, we can give maybe a point system where we give them a card and every time they come, they get a discount. And we, we were just getting very creative. And my uh, Gina Capelli, my, my business partner, one day she goes, how about if we do like a membership program where they can pay uh, a certain fee and then they can just get access to the urgent care. And we started working the numbers out. And, uh, and then we're like, okay. I said, well, if they pay this fee and we came up with a dollar a day because it made it easier to talk about, right? A dollar a day, 365 days, uh, $365 a year, you were able to get, so it was easier to market that way. But at, at the same time, we analyzed the numbers and people were saying to us, well, you know, they're going to take advantage of this. But what people don't understand is that the uninsured community and a lot of the people that are, un are undocumented, they have two to three jobs. They're not people that are going to abuse the system. As a matter of fact, the idea is to really bring them on so that they can have their physicals, which it's part of, it was part of the membership then. Right. And it is now, um, we wanted them to have the physical so that they can, uh, preventive care, this is something that we wanna encourage in the community. So when you have a mission and your mission is clear, you get creative. So we got very creative on how to bring access to healthcare to mm -hmm. this community. 
Right. That's amazing. Amazing story. What has your experience as you said you moved up the ranks and your last role prior to taking on the role at Formia was executive director of, of a medical, Scarsdale Medical Group what, and being a business consultant. What has all that, how, that has, how has all that experience helped you in running Formia today? Well, I obtained tremendous experience there. You know, I had this mentality that everything is my job. You know how some people say that's not my job? Right. Uh, and I always tell people, if you want to be have an average life, uh, then say that's not my job. Because if you're going to be stuck and you got to, you have to be hungry. So I was extremely hungry for knowledge. I was extremely hungry to succeed because I was the sole provider. I was a single mom for 17 years. So for me, uh, whatever they asked me to do, I would do. So I ended up learning all the different aspects of the healthcare field, uh, everything from the business end, being a medical assistant, working in the lab, working as a receptionist. I didn't care. If I had to clean, I would clean. It didn't matter. I was hungry for knowledge and I was hungry for, for uh, I needed to be, you know, to, to, to be successful. So I ended up learning every aspect of the business in, in the, what I have transferred to Fort May Medical Center. It's all this knowledge that I obtain and I, you know, to, to really grow for May, the thing that I had the biggest challenge was, it wasn't when it came to the structure because I knew how to build it. Right. It was more, how do I market something that is, number one, is, you know, for the underserved community, which there is different needs to be able to market you. I had to understand how I was going to be able to get the word out that we have this mission. So I ended up, getting into social media, which I never, I, I never have Facebook, Instagram, nothing before. Right. So I ended up uh, realizing and reading books from Grant Cardone, Sell or Be Soul. I'm reading it now. <laughs> it's a good book. You're reading it now? I'm reading it now. I'm all listening to it now. It's great. It's great listen so far. So I'm like yeah. halfway through it. I love I I actually I think I I listen to because I do audibles too. I listen to most of his books and um, and became, you know, someone that just figure out how to market. And I started building relationships, very strong relationships with the community services that service the community that I wanted to serve. So all of it, um, I in. Look at, look at where we are now, like over 30,000 patients. <laughs> amazing, amazing. What advice would you give to uh, aspiring women who want to get into entrepreneurship, either all in or whether it's on the side? What, do you, what advice would you give to aspiring women? Do your homework. Um, really understand uh, what you're trying to do. And more than anything, no matter what it is that you're going to do, you have to be connected as a mission. What is your purpose? And the purpose cannot just be money. 
Because if the purpose is money, it, it's, it doesn't work. You need to, I, I, I read the book, I listened to the book, Chew Dog. This is the guy from Nike. And I remember um, that even him, that is, he was making shoes. He had a mission. His mission was to build the best shoes for runners. He was a runner. And he wanted to make sure that his, his shoe was comfortable, that everyone that was going to use it was that they would run and they would be inspired by his shoes. So it doesn't matter what the product is, there has to be a mission attached to that product. And then you start doing your homework. It's very important that you prepare yourself, that you create a business plan, that you don't just go out of the blue and say, I'm gonna leave my job and I am going to, I can tell you my ex-husband did that, uh, my first ex-husband. And I remember, I was like, you quit your job and you're gonna do a business and you have $20,000. And I talk about it in the book, $20,000 that we have saved and you don't even know what you want to do, and you don't even have a business plan, you gotta have a business plan. And there are so many organizations out there that actually, wherever you live, there's many organizations that are nonprofit that could help you build a business plan, help you understand. Part of it has to be passion and mission, but part of it has to be planning. I agree 100%. Yeah, it's all about, yeah, most businesses fail because of lack of planning. So I agree with you 100%. Just to wrap things up, great conversation. Where could people find more information about you or about the book and your resiliency and you was able to bounce back throughout that trauma and, and look at you today? Amazing story, amazing, inspiring story. Thank you. Um, so I have a website, it's mariatrusa.org. And in this website, I actually share, I do a podcast that I do every day, Monday through Friday. And there is called a reflect. I do it in Spanish and English, Reflexiones con Maria, Reflecting with Maria. And in the podcast, I actually just share my emotions. What am I feeling today? Um, how am I connecting to something that happened to me? And how do I use, I'm, I'm sort of giving people how I use my tools to be able to continue because life is a journey. We never stop working. So I work at my life every day, but I don't make it where I have, you know, I have to work on my life. It's more, I want to reflect. And I reflect for a few minutes and they actually can access the, um, the podcast there. And I have Encore and Spotify, they're, they're out there. In addition to that, my social media, I do a lot of posting, as you know, LinkedIn. Uh, I, have, uh, I, I have a lot of followers on LinkedIn uh, that are very loyal. So I wanna thank them, uh, uh, take this opportunity exactly. to thank them. And also Facebook, uh, Maria Trusa, Instagram, Maria Trusa. And the book, I Say No More, is in Amazon. You can get it in my website website, and, and also my Facebook. Thank you. Thank you, Maria. Pleasure having you on my podcast. I know our listeners are going to learn a great deal about your story. 
and, and you was able and your resiliency and able to bounce back from such a traumatic experience. And, and I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy that we've met networking ironically uh, a few years ago and I'm happy to honored to be, you know, to be a friend. So thank you so much. Thank you for being on my show. Well, Thank you so much. Uh, it's always, I always say it is an honor for me to be able to um, be able to attend, you know, interviews like this because it just helps me continue spreading the word in my mission. I say no more. This is our sign. I say no more. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. Has the pandemic changed the way you prospect today? Do you struggle prospecting for new leads for your business? Do you have challenges and don't have a process when networking at an event either virtually or online? Well, look no further. Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course is a solution. In this eight-week intensive course, you will go from networking novice to networking guru. As a bonus, 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 two coaching sessions with Dr. Jairo Borja himself are now included in the course. Don't miss this amazing opportunity to transform your pipeline, increase quality leads, close more deals, and transform your way to success. For more information, please visit our website, www.borhaconsultinggroup.com. That's www.borhaconsultinggroup.com. Hello, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics, Get More Clicks Media, and Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course. Remember to transform your pipeline, increase quality leads, and go from networking novice to networking guru with Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course. Please visit our website at www dot borhaconsultinggroup.com. Take care.